0: Benjamin, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. How are you doing today? Uh, yeah, well, thank you for having me, Carl. Um,
1: it's it's a good good day so far. I've Been pretty good, riding nice and relaxed. We're on tour currently with with Lord of the Lost and we've had a few days off now, so that was a bit good t- to come down and relax. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, how's the tour been so far? Any particular shows that stood out so far?
1: Oh, it's, it's been amazing.
0: Um, I mean, we've known
1: Lord of the Lost for quite a while now and we've been on tour for them with them twice already and it's always been been a blast. Now we've also got uh, the German band Nachtblut um, as a second support band and it's just a good fun with all them. They're all friendly, all kind. Um, and unfortunately we had a bit of a problem the second and third weekends. Um, Scarlett and I both went ill and had to stay at home so that was quite a nuisance but otherwise it's been really good. Um, shows which have stood out, good question um they all have actually it's been so so fantastic being back being back on stage and um just yeah i don't know it's
0: been it's been so long so it's it's just really really good being back and and playing shows again has it it taken a little while to kind of get yourself acclimatized back to the uh sort of stringent world of lengthy touring (laughs) to to be honest yes it has
1: I mean, the last shows we played were in, in the beginning of uh, 2020. So it's really been quite a while. And uh, obvi- you, you do get used to it well, when I say you, you get back into the the mood.
0: Mm-hmm. But it, t- it took a few shows to to get into the right mindset again. So, yeah. Yeah, we tend to think of it almost like needing to be uh, match fit. Uh, the the rigmarole of having to do it every night. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. When you say you guys were uh, when you got sick, it wasn't it wasn't the, uh, the, the dreaded sea, was it? It was. <laughs> it wasn't too bad, but it was. Yes, it was. It was the
1: sea. Yes, oh. um, not quite sure where we caught it because um, all the other guys um didn't catch it because we were all travelling in one in one bus. Um, so it was obviously our fear was that everyone's going to go ill now. But um, luckily, it was well, when I say luckily, it was only just us two, yep. not the others. But um. Yeah, it, it, it took a couple of days um, to get really back on track. And then, then you've got to wait until the tests are negative again and all that nonsense. And uh, so it took a while. But yeah, we're back on track and everything's fine again. So that's what counts.
0: Good. I mean, that's the most important thing that you can get over it that quickly and uh, come out of it and still feel OK. So that's the most important thing. It's good to hear that. Um, what about uh, upcoming or the rest of the tour? Is there any particular show or date that you're looking uh, particularly forward to? Maybe it's something you've never been before.
1: Um, well, actually, yes. We're um, we're leaving uh, this evening now for an, the next leg, which will be t- twelve days and ten shows. So it's going to be quite a quite a ride. And we're travelling to to France, to Spain, to Italy. So it's going to be a real, real long ride um, to, through Europe and just all those countries where we haven't been before, because we've only normally we played in what was it, Germany? We've had a show in um, what was it, not Austria? Swiss, I believe. Anyway, we haven't been to, to, to the uh, more distant uh, Europe countries like Spain and Italy, France. So, those are going to be really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to those. A nice way to spend the uh, first half of November. <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, it's going to be rainy and cold and wet here. And so, we may enjoy the sunshine. So, that's
0: quite nice. Something to look forward to. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, overall then, how's everybody doing in the Scarlet Dawn camp? Uh, are you all feeling in quite a good place following the release of Queen of Broken Dreams?
1: Yes, definitely. I mean, um s- since since COVID was such a nuisance for us and we had to release our second album, Blood Red Bouquet, c- kind of into into nothing because we couldn't tour yeah. with it, we couldn't really do a lot with it. That was really, really sad. And so having um having our new album out now and being able to tour with it being able to play the songs it's it's really really good and we're very happy at
0: how how the people are reacting and how they're enjoying the songs and yes that's really yeah that whole releasing the album into the nether as it were how how are you guys balancing out are you are you trying to still give that as much of a showcase in a live environment as you possibly can even when you've got this new album the tour as well um, a, a little bit. Um, obviously, we're trying to keep the focus on, on
1: Queen of Broken Dreams, um, as it's the, the current one, but we've got a couple of songs from the second one in, in the set list as well. Um, obviously, the one or two favourites from the first one, um, we are playing half an hour, so we don't have all the time we would like to have to play <laughs> everything, of course, but uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to keep the balance there, but uh, the, the focus definitely still is on Queen
0: of Broken Dreams now. Do you have any ideas or sort of I mean, plans or anything to try and almost go backwards and give it a bit more showcase over the next year or so? Um, not actually anything planned out. Um, there are a few things
1: forming that we're trying to see what we can do. And um, yeah, maybe, maybe it would be a nice idea to, to give that one a little more um, space again. But we haven't
0: anything f- um, planned that's uh, directly yet, no. No, that's fair enough. I understand. It's uh, it's a frustrating. It's been it was well, it's been a frustrating couple of years when it comes to um, obviously music and the industry throughout the COVID period. Do you do you guys feel as though you coped as well as you possibly could?
1: Uh, well, there wasn't much we could do, wasn't it? So, <laughs> no, I mean, there's been uh, so many bands which have had problems um, during the the whole time, and um, I, I guess we did the best we could. Um, With our album coming out, we we could have waited and waited and waited until there might have been a better chance, but then we would have been going on for how many years without releasing anything and we didn't want that either. So we did the best we could. Uh, We brought out the second album, um, filmed a couple of music videos and uh, yeah, that's all we could do, basically.
0: Made the best of a bad situation. Yes, exactly. Well, it's been a few weeks since the release of Queen of Broken Dreams. Um, how have you found your overall reaction to it? Not just necessarily your critical reviews and stuff, but more your fan base, your comments, your, you know, the interaction online. Um, well, i have to think for a moment. No, it's, it's generally been very pos-
1: positive. Um, the people aren't quite enjoying the the variety of the songs, we, which we didn't actually realise that it was so so, um, so different songs on them, but because <laughs> you've been working on them for so long that you kind of lose the, the objective picture. And um, so then people are yeah, I really like that. This song is a bit loud and this one is quieter and you've got like more storytelling songs and you've got a bit more metal ones on them as well now. And uh, so, so that's been been really nice to read and to hear that, that people are, are quite enjoying the the variety and that it's not just like one, big sausage of the same old stuff and um that's,
0: that's been really good to hear almost uh, hearing those opinions and those thoughts gives it a refresh for you sorry again please um hearing those opinions and thoughts uh and those uh you know the, the divide and what people are feeling on certain tracks that kind of refreshed it for you oh yes definitely definitely it's it's always nice
1: to to get to hear the well, kind of get to hear the songs through new set of ears and pair of eyes. And because, um, as I just mentioned, you've, you've got you've been working on them for so long and you've been hearing them over and over again during recording and mixing and and the whole production, which doesn't mean that you don't like them anymore, but you just um, you get to hear them in a new way and then from a new perspective.
0: And that's that's always really nice. Yes. Absolutely. Um, we'll take me back to the early days of its inception. Did you can't? Did you have a clear vision of what you wanted to do with this album? Um, not
1: really. No. It was um, we were collecting songs which we really liked, and because we we like to work with lots of songwriters, not just within our band, but, but um, from from our f- circle of friends and, and people we know, and so we we were just asking around seeing who wanted to, to hand in some songs and see what we liked and um, it was just more what, what felt good and then um, the, the whole topic with the Queen of Broken Dreams kind of grew out of that um, due to the fact that many of the the lyrics which um, w- w- which Scarlett wrote kind of had this yeah this topic of, of, of dreaming and goals which you try to achieve. And then some goals can work and some don't. And then, you know, the struggle which we have when we try to achieve something, but uh, maybe fail doing so. And, and, you know, all those feelings having to do with that. And that was kind of where we realised, oh, there's, there's a, a kind of similar topic in, in some of these songs, which we can kind of take up as a theme. But it wasn't that we actually planned anything like that. It wasn't like
0: a, 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 a concept album of sorts. No, uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. That. Uh, almost dream, when you say dreamlike, um, th- that almost makes it hard to imagine something quite tangible to grip onto. Were there events or situations that kind of changed your path um, as you were working your way along, for the better or worse? Um. Oh, good question. <laughs> um,
1: to be honest, I, I I couldn't really really tell you. It, it it didn't really have any, any points where we realised that something went completely different as, as originally planned. We just went with it how it came. Yeah. And uh, so it didn't really turn out. Well, maybe what what did um, was a bit different than usual is that um, our guitarists, Bengt and I, um, we both also work in the audio industry. And so what changed this time is that we did a lot more of the record ourselves, uh, meaning that I did a lot of the pre-production, the arrangements and sound design and then um, we did all the recordings as usual and the mixing also was then done by Bengt. So not by our producer team, um, Chris Harms and Benny Lafrance who normally, or who did the first two records. Yeah. Um, We did a bit more ourselves this time, which wasn't necessarily planned in the beginning, it just kind of felt natural and um, we talked about it openly with, with our two guys and they were like, yeah, why not? Sure, let's do that that way. And so I guess that one could say that was a, was a turn um, of events, but that was really nice to, to yeah, just give it a different perspective because we were more involved ourselves also from the more technical side of things.
0: It, that's always an interesting balance, isn't it? Because, of course, I mean, it makes complete sense if that's uh, what you do, that is something that we'd naturally be good at. But often artists tend to not want to do that because, of course, you're too close to the uh, the product yes an outside view is good and um, that balance was that any did that ever concern you or were you just confident that you would be able to meet your own expectations almost
1: uh yeah it's 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 definitely always a risk because as you said you can you can lose you can lose perspective and um i i can imagine that's for for many bands when they try to do it themselves especially if they are maybe more on the hobby side of of audio it can be a real problem. And um, to be honest, I wouldn't want to have done the whole production of the album completely myself. So I'm very happy that uh, like Ben for example did the mixing and then um, Benjamin Lafrenz did the mastering. Mm. So that was at least something where we could split it up. Um, Something which I always really notice is that when you've been working on the the pre-production and then the recording, (laughs) you hear the mixes the first time. And obviously the perspective is different. The drums are maybe louder or quieter or whatever, Um, different um, parts of the songs are featured differently and then obviously because we're so used to to the demo it feels wrong at first <laughs> and so uh, Bengt and I had a bit of a few um, well not discussions but just a few funny moments where we were like no this feels wrong this can't be and then no it's, it's it, believe me it's going to be good it's just you're too uh, we call it demoitis so you're <laughs> too deep into the demo and you just got to give it a couple of days and then um, it's going to be fine again you just got to get used to it being different and that's how it turned out it was actually it wasn't good <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're able to always solve those just by like talking out and letting it sit for a while if need be yes yes what were some of the more challenging aspects then of working on this album and uh, if you did have any how did you overcome them
1: um, I guess what was a bit of a struggle this time was, was the time schedule because um, because due to the Covid restrictions, travelling still wasn't too easy and um, we're we, as a band, we're mainly living around Hamburg in Germany but we're kind of still a little split so our, our singer Scarlett, she lives in South Germany and our drummer, he's pretty much on, on the border to Denmark. Yep. And so that was kind of like okay how can we get everyone into the studio to the right for the right times to uh to record the album um i guess that was a bit of a of a hassle having to f- figure that out um Did you- luckily we didn't have any really really bad problems or anything to, which could have potentially uh risked anything um in the side of, of, of the production so that all went one actually rather smooth so yeah or, um, no kind of think of anything which which really would have been a problem
0: i mean that's that's great to hear it's almost like there's an expectation that you must have something but the fact that you don't is even brilliantly you want a smooth ride as much as possible during a always stressful period of time
1: yes definitely <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's maybe the the, the luck of, of um, knowing the production side and the audio side is that yeah. you you of have a, have a good idea where you need more time where you don't and then you can kind of plan from there beforehand to avoid having stressful periods where it's kind of like yeah the deadline is yesterday we need to get things done now
0: so we luckily could avoid that as much as possible well on the flip side of that on the more positive thing there what were any positive surprises that maybe popped up moments potentially where you've surpassed your own personal expectations or discovered something about scarlet dawn that's Maybe become intrinsically part of your makeup now. Um,
1: well what really was was nice is that um, because I, I recorded the vocals with Scarlet, um, which also the last two albums Chris Harms did. Mm. Um, so that was nice to have a bit more kind of um, band internal setup. And also it was it was really, really good to 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 dive deep into those more intimate moments. And you've got like one song on the album, which is called What Are We To Do, um, which is very, very storytelling driven song, very, very quiet and to get into the mood there. And it was, you know, when you really, really deep dive deep into those feelings, try to capture that in the vocal performance. And you get this really really magic atmosphere <laughs> and then someone comes into the studio just to ask something like where's a screwdriver or something i don't know <laughs> and and they realize immediately how they're they're popping into something really really intimate at the moment and just leave immediately because they they notice kind of okay there's some magic happening here right now i don't want to disturb that um yeah we had that on a couple of songs um like love was made for me and um, the meteor is another song on the album which was really Really magical in, in the recording process and absolutely amazing and I may be biased but I do find that we can hear it in, in her vocal in Scarlett's voice that it's just really personal and
0: intimate and yeah that was really good really nice yeah it's fantastic that even now you're able to look back and remember the vibes almost as you said you felt that atmosphere in the uh, in the room yes and and I believe that's that's I mean that's why
1: we're doing it isn't it because it's, it's the magic in music and mm um especially if if you can get this atmosphere this vibe going on from the start to the end I've, i it's my opinion that you will hear that in in the in the final products as well because if it's more like a, a task and uh, like work duty having to record the things and you just go on it on, on an, as a business perspective kind of thing i can imagine that it'll be quite audible in the final products especially in in the vocals which I would say are most personal because it's kind of most similar to the voice, to like speaking. So it, it, it's really worth it putting in the effort to get it really magical. Hmm. It, it sounds corny as hell, but you know what you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. It, uh, it makes complete. It's 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 a it's a positive positive thing. There's uh, it'd be more dry if you were responding with, oh, you know, it was just going really really nicely and uh, the music sounded great.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
0: Do you think you've had a lot of personal growth over this uh, album cycle, this period of working on it, uh, from both the, the day job, the musical industry side of things, but also what you've been doing in Scarlet Dawn?
1: Um, let me have a think. Um, well, we've definitely definitely grown in j- just, just finding out what we want, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is always a good thing. Um, um, yeah, I mean you just grow together as people, um, sharing so many moments and sh- so long evenings like for example when when Bengt and I recorded the bass and the guitar parts, um, we'd have sessions until late night, I mean we would finish recording maybe at, at uh, 10 in the evening or something but we stayed at the studio until three o'clock and just have a chat and a beer. And you just really 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 get into into like nice personal topics and you get to know each other even better and even more when working on something like that um, where you're so emotionally invested and um, yeah I just it, it connects you even even more as, as a whole because the last two albums were recorded a bit more separately, I would say yeah and now having more all as I had since Baines and I rec- um, did the recording most of the time. It's all within the band, and so you're not yeah the singer's going there, and then the guitar player's going there and the drummer's going there, and you've got all these separate uh, sessions, but even though it was separate dates, you still had it all within the band kind of, and that that really grew us together even more um musically i i wouldn't wouldn't know exactly where to say what we've where we've grown um yep. I guess that'll show when we do the next album what we figured out this time,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Do you think, do you feel satisfied, though, where where Scarlet Dawn is now in 2022 when compared to the early days of 2016? Oh, that's a good question. Well,
1: definitely, we're happy, of course, definitely. We're really, really thankful and grateful for what what we've been able to do over the last years. Um, Obviously, the COVID period was difficult because we, um, yeah, it, it killed off all of our shows, literally. Um, and 2019, we had just really, really good, amazing things happening. We were on the Meere Luna festival in Germany. We had two support shows for Within Temptation, which was absolutely mind blowing and incredible. And um, being able to to get this drive going back now with the tour yep. uh, now and being able to start again, kind of going on the road, playing shows, that's really, really good. And so we're really happy where that is going. We've got the album out now. We've got lots of motivation to do lots of shows with it <laughs> and, and being able to, to play shows again. So yeah, we're really, really happy
0: and uh, looking forward to do more of that. It is incredible when you think about it because it is just six years—an incredibly short amount of time, as you said yourself. particularly when you throw in the COVID period, which uh, wipes out a segment of that. Um, has your success sunk in? Even hearing your voice there when you speak about some of the things you've done, there's almost a sense of awe in it.
1: <laughs> yes, well, well, I mean, um, it's not every day you get to do those things, and um, obviously, being, uh, yeah, as, as you said, we, we've been. Lucky in what we've been able to do in these years as a rather new band, and yep. being able to uh, t- tour with so many amazing artists—not just, of course, just with the Temptation, Lord of the Lost, and uh, Let's Dance, Joachim Witt, uh, which are German artists, if, if you don't know—and um, yeah, just so many really, really, really grateful moments um, we, we've been able to have. Um, yeah, it's it's really amazing, and it's it's, it's a privilege.
0: We look forward to the next six and beyond. on. Um, <laughs> it's, always about, it's always about the future, isn't it?
1: Well, hopefully, it's it's. I, I guess it's more productive
0: looking forward than backward. It is, it is, it is because ultimately, as well, music industry moves on so so quickly. It already it, it surprised me because um we we had this interview scheduling for I think last week originally, and uh, I checked the date of the album release, and I was like, oh my goodness me, Queen of Broken Dreams is already a month old, a little over a month now, and that feels like a lifetime already. Yes, definitely
1: definitely I mean we, we were so excited looking forward to the release and you you get worked up with all the adrenaline and everything and really excited then the album is out and then you're just so excited with it and then
0: the time just flies Yeah. and as you said yeah it's already it's been over a month now yeah but of course that doesn't mean anything really when because it's always about building and uh pushing it as much as possible do you have any um Big plan. Uh, uh, you're already on tour, so that's kind of the big plan right now. But for the rest of this year and into 2023, that you can talk about any uh, potential things that are coming. Um,
1: 2023, not anything I can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> <I> expected <laughs> an answer. <laughs> um, no. Well, yes, we do got one thing which we can talk about. We've got the Amphi Festival, which is um, in sometime autumn next year. Unfortunately, don't have the date of my head right now. Mm-hmm. But that's one festival which we've already um, been, we had to postpone that because of COVID a couple of times. And um, so we're really looking forward to be able to play that, which will be our first time on that festival, which would be absolutely fantastic. Um, we haven't got anything going on this year anymore. And then next year, there are a few things
0: which uh, may or may not happen, but uh, the future will tell. <laughs> it is the most uh expectant question i ask um when i i throw it out because i know i know how this goes and uh, but i'm always interested because it means things potentially are still happening particularly as we go into 2023 and the reset of well festival season really because the last couple of uh years we've been living in the uh, the covid times where yes. festivals have been like fully booked up so it feels like next year there's a lot more opportunities available yes uh, well, so we hope, and um,
1: what, what I, don't, I guess what I can say is that we're doing all we can to get
0: things going. <laughs> and that's all that matters. It's the most important thing of all. Um, and lastly, last question for you. What, what do you feel you guys, Scarlet Dawn in general, need to do then really to expand upon the incredible success? Because, you know, the latter part of 2022, the album release, this massive, massive tour. Yeah. Um, you could say it, it it shouldn't get better than this but we want it to get better than this so what do you think you need to do going forward
1: um well we've we've have we've got the the really amazing chance and opportunity of playing in new countries now on this tour and i guess this is such an amazing chance and that, um we i'm not sure if we can make it happen after <laughs> have to see but um being able to play a known tour a headline tour maybe even into other countries maybe just through Germany we'll have to see but um I guess something like that would be really really amazing and um
0: yeah let's see what happens there's nothing impossible about that in fact based off uh Queen of Broken Dreams and the reaction that I've seen online uh it feels very 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 well completely possible
1: yes um the, the reactions are
0: amazing it's, it's um Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. (laughs) Yes, yes, we keep coming back. And we shall see. Just stay attached to your socials, your websites, and uh, we'll see what the future holds. Benjamin, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me, Carl. It was absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?